0: Beware the Astros Army. They mutilate. They torture. They kill. Spine tingling horror. Unspeakable shock. If we stay here, we are going to die. <laughs> of excitement, John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria podcast. It is Friday, May third. Episode
1: number ten. I'm John Richards. Episode ten. Yeah. And Andy Gilly. sorry I cut you off there, John. But yeah, John Richards and Andy Gilly here on the Horror Forio podcast, episode ten. Episode Woo! ten,
0: man. We started this uh, <laughs> March first, and we're into May third, so very excited. I figured we'd do something special uh, with our topic today, but we of course
1: we started off with horror movie news. Yes, horror news. Uh, we will get. To, uh, we talked about Alien last week. A uh, high school in North Bergen, New Jersey, put on a performance of Alien as their high school play. It's actually pretty amazing. <laughs> There's some YouTube footage out there and I got to say the effects are pretty great if you've checked it out. Yeah, you got to check it out. They North, did a North play. Bur- they did a play of of Alien Interesting. and it the you know, the effects are pretty amazing. The chest Buster scene I saw it. it it's great. Uh, I can't I I don't know I don't remember what we did for our uh, high school play but it wasn't anything as cool as Alien. I can guarantee that. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, I just wish they got someone to film it a little better. It was kind of like watching a movie pirated by someone filming it on a cell phone because there's people <laughs> standing up and stuff. Uh, but it is really great. They actually got um, uh, Ripley uh, to uh, to uh, introduce it. I think on one day. So or uh, Weaver. Yes, yeah, Sig- Sigourney Weaver came in. Yeah, uh, I uh, forgot her name there. Blanked on her name there for just a second because I don't have anything written down. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver came in and ir- introduced it like on the. Uh, uh one of the performances and uh it it is a pretty amazing uh amazing play you can check it you can actually watch the whole thing on youtube uh but it is like i said filmed like from somebody's cell phone sitting in the audience so we should get it on our facebook yeah uh yeah i I could put it on there I'll, i'll do that um Otherwise, uh, not a whole lot. Well, we uh, Santa Clarita Diet is canceled. You said you it just is. brought that to me. Uh, yeah. Netflix
0: original actually uh, got my girlfriend Karina in here. She informed me that one of our favorite shows, Santa Clarita Diet, after three seasons, has been canceled. That is unfortunate. Huh? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that I show. Heard it's a really good show. I haven't, I haven't actually watched it. But. It's a comedy version of a of a zombie. A funny one, though. It's really
1: hilarious, but uh, I'm a little bummed out about that because they left on a really big cliffhanger too. They did Hmm. a huge cliffhanger. I hate it when they do that. Cancel the show and leave it on. You can't do that. At least give us the ending. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's like Breaking Bad had a phenomenal ending. Sons of Anarchy had a phenomenal ending, but then you leave us hanging like this is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe some other streaming service That's will right. pick it up. Maybe you can see it on Shudder or something like that. So. Ooh, that'd be Ooh yeah. we just got Shudder. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise not a whole lot of horror movie news. I guess everybody's watching Endgame now. Uh, there are really no trailers or announcements, um, anything coming up. Uh, although uh, there are a lot of good horror movies coming out in the next couple of weeks. We got Intruder with Dennis Quaid coming out today. That looks interesting. Yeah, he looks like he's kind of channeling uh, Nick Cage or something there. Uh, but that's coming out today. Brightburn, which reminds me, of, you've ever seen that Twilight Zone episode, uh, It's a Good Life, where like that kid is in charge of everything. He's yes. got all his power. It kind of reminds me of that. Uh it looks kind of like if Superman came here as a kid, but decided to just kill everyone instead the of being evil. nice. Yeah, uh, that's out May 24th. Ma, which we've talked about, uh, May 31st. Child's Play, June 21st. And Annabelle comes home June 28th. Uh, But uh, otherwise, not a whole lot going on in horror movie news. Uh, We can move on to trivia. You have a good trivia question this week. I
0: I do, and I brought this up to you, and we'll see if Karina can answer this. What horror movie villain has the highest body count?
1: Body count? Yeah.
0: Highest body count. I will give you a hint. you got to think about the—and I gave Andy this hint, and he got it right away. um, The entirety of a horror movie villain of their filmography— I guess is that the best way to put it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to
1: say Jason.
0: Nice. Right on the nose. Nice really? one. <laughs> yeah. Right on it's the Jason. nose. And I actually <laughs>
1: thought about
0: Jason right away. Yeah, Jason Voorhees. Uh, <laughs> the body count for Jason Voorhees in the total of the Friday th- the Thirteenth movies, one hundred and sixty. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Coming in at number two. Michael Myers.
1: That was that was quite. I think a few. that's what I guessed first, isn't it? Didn't I say Michael Myers? Oh, you did, no, but nah. but
0: then you guessed right away. Nah, uh, yeah. Jason. He mm-hmm. had 111 out of all the very movies. nice, and, and there was this, an
1: interesting one for
0: three. This was is your not? curveball. Yeah. At number three, you'd think Freddy Krueger. Maybe that's what I would thought. That's no, what I'd I thought. He was like number six. Wow. Hmm. Number three. Angela Baker from the Sleepaway Camp yeah.
1: movies. That's crazy. I didn't. <laughs> 55. wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> she had one movie to call all those people, right? No, I think there was. <laughs> was I, there a couple? I think there were three or four in the okay. same character played. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, my trivia question this week is, a certain Wes Craven franchise was originally titled sc- entitled Scary Movie, which of course was later the title of a Keenan Ivory Wayans horror movie parody series. What West Craven franchise was originally titled scary movie.
0: That'd be scream. That it? is scream. It I was originally titled scream scary too? movie.
1: <laughs> I guess the uh, producer whose name we won't say anymore, um, uh, uh, was listening to Michael Jackson's scream and thought it would be a better title. than ah, Scary. Movie. Wow. Interesting. Okay.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, we have hit a milestone for the horror podcast, um, we thought it would be best to talk about the directors that revolutionized horror movies or, right. or, or, or reinvented horror exactly. genre.
1: So we're going, I, I think we need to explain a little bit that we uh, are talking about the top five horror movie directors in the United States in the modern era. Okay. So, um That uh, excludes people like Dario Argento, uh, Takashi Shimizu, you know the Ring fame, um, and Lucio Lucio Fulci, who made a lot of, uh, you know, uh, those uh, Italian horror movies in the in the seventies. I think those were good. Yeah, and they were. But uh, we're 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 talking, and they they certainly influenced horror in the United States. But we're talking specifically about uh movies that were released in the united states and directors that worked mainly in the united states so mm-hmm. um otherwise we're gonna have like a six-hour show here so <laughs> we, get, we got <clears> other <throat> things to do i, I do want to you
0: did put together a list of honorable honorable mentions right. uh, Clyde Bar- barker toby mm-hmm. hooper of course of uh texas chainsaw Massacre. james wan phenomenal sam yeah. Raimi. Mm-hmm. Uh i brought that up to kessler who was in with us last week yeah And he's like, well, why aren't you using Sam Raimi? To me, Sam Raimi was just really isolated to those Evil Dead films.
1: Right. Um, Uh, That was my thought on that. Now I think he 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 did make a couple of other horror movies, but he just when you when you take the five that we picked, I thought Raimi just wasn't quite as influential as those guys. Right. And uh, obviously, he he actually did influence a couple of our uh, our number five guy, but. i just didn't think he rose to the level of these guys uh so and that's that's why i gave him honorable mention instead of uh, putting him in the top five I would say he'd probably be six, or maybe even debatably, he he belongs in this list. James Wan too. I oh, just yeah. I think James Wan is just a little too new. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, ten years from now, he's definitely going to be one of the top five.
0: Well, and you got Jordan Peele on. I here got Jordan Peele. Too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I put I mean, Jordan that Peele. Guy, in the... That
0: guy comes up with three or four more other movies. He's going to be the top horror movie director ever.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's why I didn't put him in in this list because he just he's just too new. His stuff is groundbreaking. And in, in ten years from now, he's yeah he could very well. I'll be number one but yeah uh just for this time this this is what i thought was the t- the top five
0: she brought up one and i i the more i think about it the more i'm like yeah i i, I agree with that mm. guillermo del toro yeah you know he yeah okay i i can see that you see that uh-huh. I, I mean it's yeah. you kind of get this feel and he mm-hmm. he's expanded his his repertoire when it comes to movies i mean sure obviously has. he's an academy award-winning director yeah. now but right you know Absolutely. he started out making these great spanish horror movies yeah, yeah right exactly Devil's backbone yep um pan's, pan's labyrinth. labyrinth yep great movies but yeah she brought that up and i was like yeah that's actually a really good call so let's uh let's go backwards let's start with number five number five
1: yeah so and again, you you know you can I'm I'm not the be all end all of uh, of horror movie uh, knowledge here, but uh, I chose Eli Roth as number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, the reason I did that, as far as groundbreaking directors who actually changed things with their films, I think Eli Roth did that. Uh, mainstream movies were just not as brutal as the ones that uh, that and the ones that were gory and exploitative. Maybe were kind of tempered with uh, some humor prior to him. Thinking like Dead Alive and Evil Dead. Uh, I think Eli Roth brought what uh, Mayor Zakari did in 1978's uh, "I Spit on Your Grave." He brought that to the mainstream, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he would have had this. The, the what the Saw series became, uh, movies like Teristas, The Human Centipede, uh, some extent uh, films like Wolf Creek. And now these are not, fil- you know, these are not our favorite right. horror films. We've talked about this, okay? And that's fine. I I, I think. Uh, There are fans of these films, and and that's that's fine. Uh, uh, People are not depraved or sick. I think it's really disingenuous to say so uh i think you can my wife for instance is a huge fan of the i spit on your grave series like i'm sitting around in my office looking at some cat memes on my computer and i just hear all the screaming coming from the living room i know what she's watching and i yeah. i just continue with my cat memes. does she
0: like wes craven's <laughs>
1: original uh oh the uh, last house that. on the left i bet you'd be a fan of that yeah i'm not sure that she's seen it but That's yeah a, a little too brutal to for me it's a hard movie. It's but it's like not for me movie. You know, but maybe that's the appeal like guys like us are just aren't supposed to get it. You know, yeah, <laughs> and I, mean, I think I think when I was in my teens, uh, these movies had an appeal to me. I, I watched like Faces of Death, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, I think it was maybe trying to do the same things. It was the little shock. And I think what the, the reason I liked it was that maybe it had the same kind of appeal as like uh, one of these Tough mutter contests or something. It's enduring something that others can't.
0: I, I think the immaturity level, uh, again, I'm not saying you're immature, but when we're <laughs> right. kids or teenagers, you yeah. know, stuff like that is very titillating where it's just. Oh, sure. That's very There's just. That uh, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I can sit here and watch it. You, you remember The Toxic Avenger? Oh, yeah. Like, I watched uh-huh. it recent. Well, not recently, maybe in the past two years. Sure. Okay. And I'm just like, why did I like this? Oh, yeah.
1: I. <laughs> I, wow. I remember I remember getting together with somebody and like the, the our parents are going to be gone. And they, that was what we watched, like a, three of the top. Oh, Avenger
0: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's just a, so, um, you know, with Eli Roth, I loved Cabin Fever. I thought it was fun. Yeah, sure. it, And again, yeah, you that had all those homi- right. homages mm-hmm. that you said, Deliverance and right. Evil Dead. And to yep. me, it brought that humor with it. Hostile to me. And I'm with you. I mean, to me, yeah. it, it is the torture porn of. But he
1: did revolutionize.
0: I mean, it makes yeah, a lot and of that's sense. That's
1: exactly why he's here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why, why I put him here. And sure, he was he was influenced by Sam Raimi. I mean, he was very influenced. I think that uh, Cabin Fever is in, uh, very much influenced by Evil Dead. Right. You know, so, but uh, I think he did something, you know, he brought that kind of movie out into the mainstream where it was like back on the rack in the maybe behind the counter before you know yeah you to, exactly it, like it, it was like a faces of a death curiosity thing that it was like oh we don't want to watch that but now you know teristas and things like those are really mainstream movies yeah, i mean absolutely. that's that's not uh
0: well it, it, yeah it brought a lot of these directors out of like i can push the limit of anything in a horror movie now because eli roth did this right he actually has a gem that he didn't direct he produced okay it's called clown uh from 2014 okay uh, storyline is, uh, this guy, uh, the, the clown count, the, the, the clown that he and his wife hired cancels on him. Okay. So he puts on this haunted clown outfit and he becomes the clown and turns into this kind of creature thing. It was, re- it was like one of these lower budget gems that you, you just wow. have to watch and I'll, I, I'll probably end up reviewing it, watching it again, but it was actually, <laughs> okay. it was good. It was, uh, you know, not it's better than what I expected.
1: And he he has been involved in a lot of stuff where he's not even just the director. You know, he's been an actor in in a lot of different movies mm-hmm. that were uh, you know, some. You know, Inglorious Bastards was pretty brutal too, actually. But uh, wow, that was a fun uh, movie. <laughs> uh, but he's he's really he has he's produced a lot. He's really had a lot of involvement in uh, films outside of the horror genre, even that are uh, you know pretty good. So. Um, I think that for that, he deserves some credit as an important director. And I'd say he, he breaks the top five due to what he did with uh, Hostel.
0: I have no problems with him being in the top five. And again, <laughs> right. not. And it's I mean, no. just looking at it objectively right. and, and what he has done and everything that he's accomplished in yeah. the almost 20 years that he's been doing it is. I mean, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, you did not the films that are our favorites, no. but I think it's it would be we'd be remiss to dismiss those just because we they're not the films that would, uh, our favorite kind of horror films, right? And not and say that he isn't uh, a very important part of the the horror genre. Absolutely. So. Well, let's go to number
0: four. I mm-hmm. love this pick. Yeah. I, I this this one you can argue could be three four or three two or one. Sure. But number sure. four. Sure. I can see three.
1: an argument for that. Yeah. Go ahead. It.
0: John Carpenter. Yep, okay. John Carpenter kicks off his career with this gem that that wasn't a big hit until a few years later is Halloween in 1978. Right, uh, the slasher movie became John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a very unknown cast; nobody knew who they were. Uh, the The protagonist in it, Jamie Lee Curtis, was the daughter of Janet Lee. Yes. The original Scream Queen, yes, and this launched a huge career for Jamie Lee Curtis because she went into so many other movies. Prom Night, and was she in Carrie?
1: No, no, uh-huh. she wasn't in Carrie. No, that's, that's right, that's sissy, space, sissy sissy Basic, basic yeah, But uh-huh. I mean, just launched her career, absolutely. Uh, this is a guy like Roth who brought horror, I think, more into the mainstream. Uh, movies like The Thing, uh, alien level film. Uh, that are as much art as Kubrick or Spielberg. Uh, the thing has what I consider perhaps the best jump scare I have ever seen. I mean, that when they're, when they're testing the blood. It's it's the greatest jump. I mean, I knew it was coming. It's just set up perfectly. Uh, You have films like They Live, which are really the kind of uh, social commentary we're talking about. Jordan Peele doing these days I got 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 all the same things. Yep, absolutely.
0: That that was a sci-fi movie, but man, it had the best line of any movie.
1: I've came I've come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all (laughs) out of of (laughs) bubblegum. Exactly. Yep. No, I love They Live. I think it's a great movie. I even like the uh, 20 minute wrestling scene with. With, uh, with Rowdy Roddy in it. so <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a great movie. Wow, from 88. I would have just put on the sunglasses, not not fought Rowdy Roddy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's big dude. <laughs> right. uh, he, his last movie that he did
0: actually directed was The mm. Ward back in okay. 2010. Okay. Uh, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was a haunted one. psychiatric place and, huh? you know, crazy. Th- it, nothing to talk about. I think the one brilliant thing about John Carpenter is he, he kind of shows up like Wes Craven does or, or other directors. He'll show up in movies. Sure. He'll mm-hmm. be in the background. He'll be the uh, janitor or something like that. Uh, he's a producer. Yes. And the biggest thing about him that that absolutely blows me away is he's a composer. Really? He did all the music for the Halloween movies. Wow. For, so for cra- <laughs> Escape from New York. He, wow. He composed all that music.
1: I did not know that. That's, so that's you want to move them up? I mean, that you know is a I mean. <laughs> well. No, I mean the the score to Halloween is a uh, horror masterpiece. It's as much of a the star of the movie as as Michael Myers. You if know, they and...
0: didn't have that, <laughs> yeah. if they didn't have that, Halloween wouldn't have been as scary. It no. still would have been a frightening film, but it wouldn't have been as scary without the absolutely you
1: know, the, 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 the piano. Absolutely, stuff. that piano. Part is like I said it is it, uh, that is a huge part of uh, what makes Halloween a great movie is that score so I was not aware of that but no I think I'll keep him at four yeah well,
0: I, I, <laughs> I, I wikipedia did him and uh, it's just I looked at all the because they have this checkbox thing of director producer actor mm. executive producer or composer So sure. there were all like the movies he was a part of he did a lot of the music for these mm.
1: it was yeah great. basically invented the slasher genre like you said With with Halloween. I mean, how many killers since Michael Myers have worn coveralls? It's like he invented the uniform of the slasher killer. Right. You shoot Uh, them, they get (laughs) back up, and they're gone. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's, he invented that. And, you know, uh, so many other directors have taken cues from that. Uh, The Fog, really underrated movie, I think. Um,
0: I haven't seen seen the the original. That was back in the 80s.
1: Yeah, I think it deserves a place up there with like The Shining and some of those other movies regarded as like the greatest. Horror movies that the people have st- Fog is it's a masterpiece. Of I should watch that great, again. Great, great horror movie.
0: Adrian Barbeau plays a DJ in that. Oh yeah, movie. that's
1: right. I, yes. That's what I do remember about it. And
0: he was actually married to her at one time. So oh really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So again, ready to go. I, I kind of web you know web stocked john carpenter big fan of his i i like right. all the stuff that he does yeah you know we,
1: we talked about uh prince of darkness uh, with alice you know alice cooper was in it as a minor role i was it. i was it was uh, the
0: wrong movie okay uh, it wasn't prince of darkness it was something okay. else uh, okay. in the mouth of
1: madness oh in the mouth of madness okay and i i remember that one i haven't seen that in a while um prince of darkness was I thought a great movie when I was a teenager and mm. it, it, it kind of lost a little bit of its luster last time I watched it, but it's got some great creepy scenes in it. Uh, like the ending, uh, there's this, this guy coming out of, uh, it's kind of, I don't know if it's like a time travel thing or, or what exactly has happened, but it, it, it is, uh, it sticks with me. I, th- I think is a, is a kind of a unsettling scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. It was,
0: it- yeah I, I i'm with you on prince of darkness it was mm-hmm. in the mouth of madness sam Niels in okay. it and it's got this yeah. really cool ending to it that you're just like oh wow didn't see that yeah. coming
1: yeah i i, I kind of remember in in the mouth of madness i haven't seen it in a while
0: okay uh, number three so so um again you know this is a guy
1: that you could actually say could go two or one uh yeah you're right about that i i put him in i put him at three uh west craven is who we're talking about mm-hmm. uh and he, like we had mentioned, he started his career in what really could be considered the torture porn of their time. Last on the ho- house on the left, brutal, brutal film, uh, very hard to watch. No,
0: no, um It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. They did a remake of it too. And yeah. There's
1: like a couple. There's yeah. couple scenes I can't. Watch. Uh, it's the
0: yeah. same. And you know what? It it obviously uh, Craven had something to do with it because right. it was so, just yeah. as brutal.
1: Yeah. So like, just like I spit in your grave, it's really descended from, uh, the Virgin spring, which is a Ingmar Berg- Bergman film. I think it's kind of, uh, even on the, I think on the back of the VHS box, I remember reading something about, uh, Virgin spring is a, um, is a, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, a rape revenge movie from Ingmar Bergman who was a, uh, uh, Scandinavian director. I uh, made a lot of, um, important films in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, uh, I think forties and fifties. Um, uh, and uh, The Last House on the Left is really kind of a sort of a modern take on that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, say what you will about it, it's it's brutal, but, uh, it, again, it was, uh, I think, kind of a, a, a trend-setting film. Uh, Hills Had Eyes after that, I think inspired The Evil Dead a little bit. I think that inspired Sam Raimi a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's got some inspiration there.
0: Yeah, from 77,
1: the original, because i Completely forgot he did that movie. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. On top of those accomplishments, so he had those movies, which, you know, I think are definitely have their place in horror history, uh, where Carpenter invented the slasher genre. I think Wes Craven really perfected it with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. And I'd argue that that series is uh, superior to any of the other slasher uh, 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 movies, um, series. Freddy's a better villain. He's perhaps one of the best villains in horror. You've got a, you know, malevolent, evil adversary, a child killer. I mean, how much worse can you get? He's the worst of the worst. Yet he still somehow uh manages to have some kind of charm and you like to see him on the screen. <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I, I think the
0: one thing about Nightmare in Elm Street, the original was he was maybe maybe a little humor, but mm-hmm. he was just an evil dude. Whereas Oh yeah, the as it kind of continued on, you know, Freddie became kind of this anti-hero right. protagonist mm-hmm. that yeah. people started liking.
1: Yeah,
0: um, which I think I can agree with you. I, I think with the slasher film, it kind of evolved it from from Halloween. Right. it um, you know, definitely it definitely took its uh, cues from Halloween, and then yeah, it and wasn't then... that you know that silent sh- uh, shape. Right. It right. was a living, breathing, murderous. Right, uh, uh, an antagonist. That's
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's going to tell you. I heard that Freddie was supposed to be played by like a stunt man, like uh, kind of like uh, Michael Myers was, but they brought in Robert England uh, England at the like last moment, and uh, yeah. that really yeah. put it over the top. I think. I think it's really, a It's great, really it's hard
0: great. to imagine somebody else playing that. Yeah, that role. It's so good.
1: Have you yep. seen the? Have you seen the one? Uh, I forget who who does play him. In the reboot? Jack Earl Haley. Yeah, it's it's okay. He,
0: he played the... Uh, I thought he did an
1: okay job. I mean, those are some big shoes to fill, but... Yeah. I, 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 it's been a while since I saw it, yeah, but... Yeah, it's hard to...
0: Yeah, those, no, no, those no. are one of the originals that... Right. That, um, yeah, you, you can't beat. Um, uh-huh.
1: I mean, I, I love a movie where I can really hate the villain and there's nothing you know redeeming about him, but you you can't hate Freddie. Mean, no, <laughs> no. But, and,
0: and again, he progressively becomes...
1: You know the the white right. I hero. Yeah, that that does happen with uh, with a, a few the Leprechaun series is like that too. I think they tried to make him sort of scary in the first one, then they just went off the rails and he was uh, you know um, cracking all these jokes in the in the later ones. But uh,
0: well, what, and then you talk about Wes Craven and, yeah. you, and you brought up um, you know, your, your trivia question. Right, is that he,
1: he reinvented himself absolutely did and this is this is where i think he sets himself apart groundbreaking movie for its time it was a horror movie for horror movie lovers yes exactly uh i remember it was sitting in the theater walking out and walking out of that movie thinking that craven had really made a movie for me Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was the kind of movie i would have made about horror movies you know it Mm -hmm. had it, it it was a scream was was a great man. There's a reason there was uh, what four sequels to it or what, whatever. There, How were. Many were there There's four. There's four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, I, I think that's what where other people might have invented this stuff. I think he really perfected it. And, and he did bring horror more into the mainstream where you know everybody knows who freddy is yep you know um and uh i think everybody recognizes a scream mask these things are iconic you know oh, yeah well um, it's like it's like michael myers karina dressed
0: mm-hmm. her her son up uh, as michael myers this past year and every, all the kids knew who
1: knew who it was, who, who it right. was. i right, mean and right. it's it's ageless. yeah i mean all you got to do is see the glove and yep. you know Nice. it's it's freddie you know so that's why i put west craven at three i thought he had just a little bit more um influence than uh, than carpenter so
0: solid pick on that one uh-huh. and again i mean that west craven could be a number one for somebody but i mean he's got to be in yeah. your top five always I, right?
1: I i would agree with that he's
0: number two freddie. see to me this this guy could would be my number one but okay. i think overall I, I i think you're right with this one okay but my number one pick at number two is what we're agreeing with. George Romero.
1: Yeah, and so when I put this together, I didn't have George Romero at number two until I really started thinking about it and realized exactly how influential he was. I had a, had a hard time with him and Craven in in the number two spot. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe... But no, I think Romero definitely belongs in the number two spot above Craven. Craven is certainly more prolific, created more movies you've heard of. Uh, I mean, Romero's Night of the Living Dead uh, and... What, Dawn of the Dead? That's one in the shopping mall, right? Yes. Yeah. Are really his best movies. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other dead movies that are maybe, you know, forgettable. But, um, you know, Night of the Living Dead is so influential. And um, his influence, I think, is felt more heavily in horror today than any other director. Um, I mean, it crosses media platforms, influencing novels, it's, you know, tons of video games uh influenced Pepper by did. by romero <laughs> resident evil. resident evil does not exist without romero right i mean it, it wouldn't be a video neither does uh world war z the you know the book uh not the movie yeah, that well, came out after I, zombies jumped the shark but it, yeah <laughs> 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 they jumped the shark literally um, yeah. I, I and i'll say I'm, I'm a little tired of the zombie genre I, I guess we're not even supposed to say zombies anymore because it's so played out but uh it, I think it really needs a break, but Romero's influence goes way beyond zombies. And what he did in Night of the Living Dead was an influence. Uh, it just cl- influenced such a colossal variety of things that, um, and even uh, some of the uh, other directors who profiled up this, they live influenced by Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cabin Fever influenced by Romero. Uh, and I think Prince of Darkness takes some cues from Romero, you know? So all three of the directors we've already talked about were influenced by this guy.
0: Yeah. Again, night of the living dead, dawn of the dead. I, I did enjoy day of the dead, the original 1985 version. Yeah. No, that's, that's the one. Is that the one in the
1: missile bunker? It is. Yeah. That's a pretty good one too. Yeah. He did, he did creep show. Yes, he did. Creep show and creep show too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And Uh I'm like, wow. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: one of the first anthology horror movies is creep show, creep show too. fantastic fantastic movie um his last dead movie Mm -hmm. was survival of the dead okay and i couldn't get through it it was terrible really okay it's just uh (laughs) unfortunately he's passed away since but man he has left a legacy of of movies and a genre and pardon the pun is never gonna die (laughs) i mean people are gonna try to spin it off and you might see these movies or these tv shows continually Mm -hmm. to come out Santa Clarita Diet, it's zombie. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Walking Dead, it's still going. It's right. on its ninth season. Right. She loves Walking Dead. <laughs> I do. I really,
1: really do. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I would argue that no man except our number one person has the legacy that Romero has in horror. Uh, yeah. And that's that's why I think he is solidly number two. And you're right. I think... I think a case could be made for him to be number one, too. He's just and like I said, his influence goes across outside of uh, movies into video games, books and all sorts of entertainment. You know, it, it's uh, he just what he did with those uh, with Night of the Living Dead and, uh, you know, the the social part of it in, in uh, Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it, it it's just influenced so much. So. It is. I, I, and again, th-
0: this is looking at it objectively when it comes to directors. But again, I don't i couldn't make an argument that you're this number one pick again being objective Mm -hmm. you can make any argument against
1: yeah and that is number one yes alfred hitchcock yes that's who i chose for number one uh now that might be hard for some of our audience to understand but hitchcock is such an influential director his marks go way beyond the horror genre and even beyond film uh again just like romero he's still having an influence on books, films, music, even, you know, music. Um, He changed, I I, I think he changed everything from how movies were scored, camera angles, uh, having twists in films, uh, that Janet Lee is the mother of Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, like we talked about. I don't think that's a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, in 1960, uh, I believe that it's my opinion that Hitchcock, Ushered in the modern era horror with psycho oh yeah uh, I know plenty of older people who are to this day uncomfortable in the shower because of that movie yeah. you know it's uh, it,
0: you, you said <laughs> and, and I'm gonna reiterate this you said yeah. 1960 60
1: sure so we're talking what 60 years ago now
0: 60 mm. years ago yeah the movie is still frightening yeah it's dark uh it's just got a sense of like
1: wow right
0: it stood the test of time a 1960 black and white
1: movie right and and the twist is still one of the best it it is and and the twist i guess for its time was uh just mind-blowing oh yeah like uh the the uh, killing janet lee i guess that it was it was like um I don't know if you ever saw Deep Blue Sea when Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten by that shark or uh, there's a movie called Executive Decision where I thought Steven Seagal was like the main character. He gets like killed in the first 10 minutes. Yep. Uh, This was more like more mind blowing than that. That Janet Lee was dead in this movie and the shocking way she died Mm -hmm. was just un un incomprehensible back then, I I guess. Yeah.
0: she was like one of the most popular yeah.
1: actresses back then. Yeah. And so exactly. So
0: people seeing that, it's like, no, no, that she's <laughs> she's my favorite. Um, and exactly. watching that, like, because it don't
1: it happened within the first twenty minutes of the movie. I think it does. Yeah. She. Yep. I, I would say it does. If from what I remember, right. I mean, it's so good that when they remade it in 1998. They just did it shot for shot. They didn't change anything. No, they they changed the actors and they put it in color, which was a mistake in my opinion. They should just refilmed it in black and white if you're going to do that.
0: Well, the one big, the one big trivia question about about psycho and it always makes me laugh because there were so many great things about the movie and Alfred Hitchcock did such a phenomenal job was, it was the first movie that shows a
1: flushing toilet. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? There was, there's, yeah. I think it's like one of the first movies to show uh, two people in, of the opposite sex in bed too. If I, if I remember right, there's something like that with it too. There, there was all that. sorts of I, I always of remember stuff like as
0: that. a kid, it stuck mm-hmm. in my head that this was the very first movie <laughs> the flush to door, show a flushing toilet. <laughs>
1: So it was like,
0: okay, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's groundbreaking, I guess. But, uh, you know, uh, the way he scored the film uh, was really groundbreaking. Uh, The, you know, the... uh, I, I, I'm not going to like try to hum it or anything, but the, the music playing eee, went, eee, yeah, eee, you can do it better than <laughs> exactly no, no, no. that.
0: Exactly. No, 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 no. Yes,
1: exactly. You know, everybody knows that music and that just wasn't done in films before. You know, uh, the, I've heard the shot in jaws, when Roy Shatter called the jaws shot, you know, the zoom shot where he, where the background changes and he stays the same. Yeah. Well, that was vertigo. That's, that's from vertigo. That's a 1958, yeah. uh, Uh, Hitchcock film Mm -hmm. and uh, George Romero. He was a grip for Alfred Hitchcock at one time. So you don't think he was influenced by him? (laughs) I didn't know that, but, uh, but he was, I mean, his guys contributions to cinema go far, far beyond anything else. And I'd say the guy's not only a great horror director, but uh, you know, a Hollywood icon. Um, And uh, I think he deserves credit for ushering in the modern horror era. Psychological horror movies mm-hmm, absolutely the, the birds rear view uh um, <laughs> my actually that's funny my mom hates birds and i asked her why do you hate birds so much she said well i saw the birds when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> well he's one of those
0: directors also tippy hedron was the uh, main actress in it and <laughs> hate he tortured her like like yeah. uh, toby hooper did with the actors of texas chainsaw yes, massacre I've heard that. just 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 isolated her and she was just genuinely Frightened and and upset and angry.
1: <laughs> yes, I've I've heard that. Uh, now there's some debate about whether he was really that abusive to his to his actresses, but uh, it certainly is. Uh is a is a thing that's said about him. So yeah, so, <laughs> but he, you know, whatever it is, he certainly got the the uh, performance out of out of those actresses. Mm-hmm. The, that's for sure. They, I mean, those are great performances they both turned in. So. It's
0: really hard to argue with Alfred Hitchcock as number one. Mm-hmm. So again, recapping our our top five directors, and again. We would love to have you comment below uh, uh, under the podcast or on our Facebook page or on our website, Horrorphoria.com. Or if you're going to Facebook, uh, just search horror Horrorphoria, H-O-R-R-O-R-P-H-O-R-I-A. That's it. I got it. <laughs> you got it. I got you it. Okay, <laughs> recap it again. Uh, number five, Eli Roth.
1: Yes. Number four, John Carpenter. Number three, Wes... Raven and number two George Romero and number, number one Alfred Hitchcock Alfred Hitchcock so
0: again uh, if you agree you disagree uh, we've been talking for 35 minutes about some of the best filmmaking you'll ever see and we highly recommend because we gave you some suggestions of movies go watch these again find them wherever you can go watch Alfred Hitchcock presents yeah you'll love it yes go watch Halloween a again great show uh, go watch Hostel if you've got a strong stomach. Seriously, you, you'll you'll find the brilliance in these. But uh, next week, finally got to see it, Andy. Yes, you did. Huh? I got to see the new Halloween with this beautiful young lady over We're here. Good. And uh, I liked it. Awesome. And
1: we'll talk about it. And next week, yeah. you have a... I'm going to uh, talk about The Headhunter. It's a pretty short movie. Uh, it's on Prime right now. I watch it on Prime. I don't know where else it is. Um, kind of a festival film. Very indie uh, the budget for it was thirty thousand oh, wow. dollars, which uh, you wouldn't, you won't believe it when you when you watch it, because uh, it looks like it's it's much uh, a, a much bigger production than that. But uh, I really enjoyed it, okay. and. Uh, my wife uh, actually was uh, talking about debating me on that, so maybe she'll show up next week. I don't know. Bring her, man. I,
0: the more the merrier. That's all I got to say. I guess she
1: didn't like it as much as I did and wanted to uh, argue with me about that. So
0: Excellent. Well, uh, and I'm going to check out uh, Shutter this weekend and see what I can find. Awesome. Maybe some, something not so good. All right, Great. well, we will talk to you next week. Thanks right. for listening Thanks to lot. the Horror Horrorphoria podcast.